Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, <laughs> a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I just want to give a shout out uh, to you listeners out there. Uh, you guys were, you know, if anyone uh, listening to this podcast would please be willing to give us a five star, four star, high, high level rating. It's always appreciated. The feedback that we get, we take it, we take it to heart and we look to adjust off of that. Uh, so please do not be afraid to uh, you know, give us that uh, feedback in, in any way, shape or form on any podcast platform that you listen to. Uh, you know, and obviously we're available through our socials. We share podcasts on our socials every week. Uh, if you got something you want to talk about with us, go right ahead. We'll be, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll at least read it. I don't know if we'll respond to you, but we'll at least read it. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot that, you know, we're, we've got going right now with Alex and, and JD wrapping up some NBA content uh, with Zach uh, kicking uh, OB now, you know, the finale on that show, a very good show. Uh, it was a great podcast. I got the, had a great time behind the scenes. I think you guys are really, really going to like it. Uh, so please don't be afraid to, to, to listen to that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this guest that we're going to have on today, Bryce, aren't, aren't you? Absolutely. I, I, I'm very excited because, you know, this is a man. Okay. You know, there's a lot of teams out there, a lot of big market teams. Now you're talking about all this news, you know, New York and Brooklyn and all this other crap. Well, folks, you know, when we got the draft reactions, we got free agency, you got to include some small market teams. And I'm very excited to welcome in the one and only small market king, Devin Voss. Devin, it's happy to have you back on the running hook, you know, network airwaves. Uh, it's a joke we didn't have you on earlier. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to bring you back on and, and bring you in the rotation. Uh, it's been a long overdue. Hey, it's good. Great to be back. I'm, I'm very excited to uh, profess my small market knowledge to oh, the yeah, world. Yeah, you are. And we all need it. We all need it. And, you know, I'm excited to, to talk about, you know, we're going to do a lot of free agency stuff uh, as free agency will be coming out, you know, today, you know, when you listen to this, uh, it'll be, you know, a lot of moves will happen, things like that. But, you know, we're going to talk about what did happen the night before. If you get a chance, I'll be able to listen to this, think about, okay, you know, what could happen on the first day of free agency. So I, I'm really excited uh, because, you know, we got a big move. We had a huge move today. Uh, and I just want to jump right in with free agency first with DeJounte Murray, a player that San Antonio was rumored to only want a certain amount of stuff for him, Devin. And he ultimately said, you know, the San Antonio Spurs ultimately said, look, we're willing to adjust that. We're willing to take three first round picks because, you know, two of them are going to be unprotected and, and later on in the future. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this move of the Hawks getting Murray the Haw and the Spurs getting some draft picks and potentially setting up a rebuild here? Don't even, don't even get me started on this. We're, oh. we're, we're, we're coming out the gates with this. Oh, yeah. We're coming out the gates with this. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. What are you doing, San Antonio? Oh, yeah, that baby. is Let's the question. I am. Oh, my gosh. As a small market man, I am embarrassed for this franchise. They just traded wow. away a great, great player. I mean, obviously, this, this dude is awesome. I mean, he's, he's shown it time and time again. Uh, you know, last season, he had a career year. 
and it continues to get better. I mean, you don't get triple double machines everywhere. Okay. You just don't. All right. And, and here's the thing that really, really makes me mad. They traded him and granted the Charlotte pick is, is good. Uh, but, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You guys could have got, Oh my God. You guys could have tanked. You could have tanked with Murray and still got Victor. If that's what you're trying to do, you still could have done it. And you could have had Victor and Deontay together, which would have been unstoppable by the way, but no, uh, you know what, Pop? I know you're close to retiring, buddy. Uh, I know you don't have a say as much in the GM game anymore. But come on. Come on, dude. You don't have to take the whole team down with you, buddy. All right? You could have told them, hey, this is not a smart idea. You're trading away our best play. Hey, you know what? People like... People like uh, uh, what's it? Lonnie Walker? Sure. Okay. I, I would be fine with seeing him leave. It's not that big of a deal. It's still it's still a big big deal, but still, come on, <laughs> come on! What are you doing? You didn't even get John Collins. You didn't get anything but draft picks. And like, let's not pretend you got Gallinari. Oh yeah, you got Gallinari. Let's not pretend Charlotte <laughs> is a guarantee. Let's not pretend Charlotte is a freaking guarantee. They are at least a decent team. Okay, there's not a guarantee that that ends up, uh, you know, in, in the high or in the low. However you say that, high lottery, low lottery, whatever. However yeah. you want to describe it, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, and you know the Hawks picks aren't really going to be worth it. You just traded them Deontay Murray. They're going to be in the playoffs. What is, what is that going to get you? I'm sorry. It's just, oh my gosh. Other than the Charlotte pick, it feels like they just traded him away for a bag of chips and it, it got it done. It, it was just, I don't even know where this came from. Okay. I don't even know where this came from. I don't know why they thought they had to trade Deontay Murray. It literally makes no sense. Oh, all right. Rant's over. Sorry. And Lonnie Walker's gone now. And Lonnie Walker's gone. Don't forget that. So enjoy that. So, Bryce, when when we look at this deal, right, I mean, from the Hawks perspective, right, you're getting a guy who just came off that, you know, as Devin mentioned, a career level year. And you're upgrading at a spot that I know you and I, you know, did not like in Bogdanovich. You're upgrading significantly, I would argue. With with the Jonte Murray, you know what? What did you think when you saw the deal, and and how much do you think this raises Atlanta's ceiling? Uh, I I mean, obviously the pairing is nice, right? Two two really good young guard players uh, that can take your franchise to new heights. I think I think there's a lot of potential for that to be really good. Trey Young playing off the ball a little bit more, uh-huh. um, get him moving. Here's my only concern, and I've expressed my concern to to you before about yeah. this. I've seen a Nate McMillan offense. It's not great. It's not great. It's not. It's it's not set up that way. It's very slow. It's methodical. It's half court. And, and Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, they're both young guys, and they want to play fast. They want to use that athleticism uh, to the best of their ability. And and I don't know that this name McMillan offense is what's going to get the job done. I'll tell you, if they miss the playoffs, 
if they miss the playoffs, Nate McMillan will be gone immediately. I agree. agree. Immediately. Because they cannot waste years of this. No. But if they decide to to keep John Collins, they decide to keep Clint Capella. I think that's a really solid five for them coming out. I I really do. Uh, DeAndre Hunter at the three, Murray and Young. Oh, boy. Herder off the bench. Herder off the the bench. bench. Bogdanovich off the bench. Um, miss me on Bogdanovich. I know miss you on Bogdanovich, but I think I I, I do think that's a that's a legitimate team. Um, to you don't want to trifle with because I I, no yeah they're gonna make some noise. Do I think they're like an immediate contender? No, 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 no. no. Let's not mistake that. Okay, but they are going to be good. They are going to be a threat if Nate McMillan can figure out the offense. And, and, you know, he's brought hopefully he's got guys on his coaching staff that know what to do with these two guys. I think that's going to be the thing to watch. Yeah. I mean, offensively, you know that with Trey, he's going to get you, uh, you know, close to 30 a night. You know, he's he's just that good. And, and and Murray, I think, you know, we, we saw what he did in San Antonio. And his numbers were great. Now, I think defensively, what he's going to give the Hawks is uh, tremendous. Uh, he's going to really help in that end of the floor. Uh, I think they're going to become more balanced. And ultimately, that's what I think Atlanta's hoping for here with this pickup. I think, you know, they like the offense. They like what he's going to be able to do. But I think if you can get a nice defensive piece in there, you know, and you can get it from the perimeter position, it's going to make things easier, not only for Trey, but for DeAndre Hunter. Less pressure on him because I, I mean I just don't think Bogdanovich and Herder were that great of defenders. And if you're trying to compliment and maximize Trey Young, I just don't see how two non-negative defenders will help him moving forward. I just I like what Murray can bring for them. Um, I definitely don't think Atlanta's done. Uh, I think next week Bryce will probably talk about some other move they make. Uh, I just feel like that's not a move that you make just to make and then keep your core. Uh, you know how I feel about Bogdanovich. I think the Hawks feel the same way. Uh, I think he's gone. I think he's good as gone. Uh, I, 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 I'm just, just me. Please miss me. And John Collins, I like. I think he's a solid piece. But you know, I, I definitely don't think that uh, it's out of the question that he could be moved as well. And I don't necessarily understand that, Bryce. But I, I do think that you know those two pieces are something to watch for. If, if you're the Hawks here it, it, and let's just go to Devin real quick. If you're the Spurs, right? I mean, you, you projected this rebuild. You're ultimately saying, you know, to Greg Popovich, we're not trying to contend in the Western conference this season. We're, we're really trying to get into the lottery. And, you know, Devin, I think the thing about the NBA draft is yes, your team can suck, but it doesn't guarantee you a number one pick just because your record's so bad with the way the lottery works. You know, if you're, if you're San Antonio, you know, I think it's got to be much bigger than this number one pick or whatever you think you're going to get. Uh, and, and my question for you is, you know, when, what are the pieces that you're going to try to build around with the core that you have, right? You know, and, you know, Devin, I think this was this was a guy. I, I Bryce and I talked about it. I thought that was a god awful draft by the Spurs. I hated that draft. I hated that draft so much because they drafted the same guys all the time. Uh, so, Devin, what do you, what are you seeing from the Spurs? How do they move forward from this? I don't. I don't know. But that's that's the problem. I don't know. They have uh, <laughs> they have a roster that is young. Don't get me wrong. It's young, but they just traded away their best young player now all they have left is Keldon Johnson uh and I don't even is is he on a uh RFA 
this season? He's close. I think he. I think he's. Look, we're probably have a season or two. Another season or two. So you're going to team option, option maybe. Yeah, right. Either way. So you're asking him to what take over the lead duties now? Apparently, Uh, Hmm. and outside of that, there's literally nothing left. There's Jakob Pertle joke. There's Zach (laughs) Collins joke. There's exactly Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott, your guy Doug, McDermott. Doug McDermott. Oh god, R- Romeo Langford really is panned out. Uh, uh, yeah, oh. Blake Wesley. I mean, of course. I mean, your boy. He's he's yeah, but the thing is, is even I know he's he's raw. Okay, and mm. throwing him into the situation where now he's probably going to be a part of the starting lineup is not ideal for a rookie, even with Pop. It's just, they're a mess, man. They are an absolute mess, and they just made it more of a mess. At least with Murray, they had somewhat of a direction. Now they have literally zero direction. I have no idea what way they go outside of draft picks. I I mean, I agree. I think the Spurs are ultimately hoping uh, they get lucky in the lottery. And I think if you're the Hawks, man, look, you're trying to get back. You know, I understand you made a conference finals, what, two years ago? Um, you're, you're, you're really, you know, this was a team that, that obviously has seen postseason success as, as a young roster. And, and when you're adding a guy like Murray with his, with his polished skills, you know, I think they're a team that I agree with Bryce. I think they've got an opportunity to be a legit dark horse. And if, if they make the right moves and, and, you know, even if it's just little things to put them in positions, uh, I just, I really like what their, what their direction is. And I think, uh, Travis Schlenk. Uh, it's proving to be a very competent. Uh, I have to call smooth. him Schlank. Yeah, I have to call him Schlank. I don't. I can't call him Travis Schmuck. Yeah, you 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 don't like him, but you know that was a beautiful move by him. It was. It just was. Um, oh, so into, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, real quick. Oh, so ahead, Dejounte Murray, just real quick. This just came through. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Dejounte Murray and his agent Rich Paul informed the Spurs that they would not be signing an extension this summer. So yeah, I go. think they had no choice but to trade him, and I understand oh, why. Right. Well, and that, you, that adds some a little context to it. To and Rich Paul, Rich Paul is not going to let him stay in San Antonio. Let's face it. Oh, of he's, course not. No, oh, no, no. He's not going to let him stay in San Antonio. Small market. Who no. to do that? Atlanta's oh, Atlanta's a fun team for a young caliber guard. Um, next up, uh, a team and a, a particular player uh, that I think has just gotten to be uh, grossly overrated in uh, Jalen Brunson. Uh, oh, boy. You know, we we've hit, we're hearing so many different things. The New York media, uh, very convinced that Brunson will sign with them tomorrow, uh, sign with the Knicks and become their leading player for that franchise. And we have Dallas sitting there trying to get back in his sweepstakes. And apparently Miami is trying to meet with Brunson. Uh, you know, Bryce, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, what are we thinking of all these rumors? I mean, the Dallas Dallas had an opportunity to sign this man, you know, you know, right around Christmas, decent deal, you know, four for fifty, four for fifty-five, and it seemed like a logical move, but they didn't want to do it. And you know, Brunson's arguably going to double that money, and the New York Knicks have cleared the cap space to sign Jalen Brunson. And my question to you is, if you were I mean, when you're seeing all this stuff, I mean, what, where does your mind thinking? I mean, are you trying to match the bit of the Knicks? If you're Dallas, uh, if you're the Knicks, are you doing everything you can? Or, you know, if you're Miami, I mean, are you just trying to 
see what happens. I mean, I just it, to me, it's very interesting to see what where he'll go. Yeah. So, I mean, so they cleared the cap space. You know, they, they got rid of Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Kemba Walker. Um, you know, that was a combined $28 million right there. So, I mean, that, that automatically puts you in the Brunson signing realm here. Uh, the talk is four years. What was 110 million? I believe 110. which the Mavs have matched the money offer and even given him an extra year. So five year, $110 million deal here. Uh, and now we're hearing that Jalen Brunson will now take a meeting with the Miami heat, which I don't know where that actually fits with Miami because you have Lowry, unless you're going to move off of Lowry, which in my opinion, I think you should, uh, you're paying Lowry 28 million. I wouldn't mind his career. That's hard. Yeah, right. I wouldn't mind getting off of him, but at the same time, like you're about to sign Tyler hero supposedly to a very large dollar a year, right? Which, which the cap space that they have right now (laughs) is $25 million a year. So I don't, I don't know how serious I take the heat unless they're going to get off of Kyle Lowry. If they're not willing to, to get off of Kyle Lowry, which I've heard they're not willing to, I don't, unless they're just willing to take the, the luxury tax hit, uh, hit, right. Which is possible too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. This is typical Knicks, right? I I'm, I'm embodying Zach Griffith right now, who uh quick spoiler for you guys will be on next week yeah. with us. He will be on there with us next week. So I don't want to steal yeah. all his thunder. Yeah. But this is typical Knicks behavior. 100%. This is typical Knicks behavior. They go all in on, you know, a player or two, a big time name uh, that's hot in the free agent market. And they just go balls to the wall for them. And then they swing and they miss. Yeah, it's like one of those guys that swings so hard, right, in baseball or in boxing. And then they just like fall down. Adam Dunn because he was a, he was literally whacking diggers or he was striking out. There was no one between with that man. That's true. This is Dunn. true. So I, I don't know I, if I'm Jalen Brunson. I'm staying in Dallas. I think you have a better opportunity there. I know Dinwiddie's there, who's kind of hovering, you know, waiting to take his minutes. But wow. Dallas is an up and coming team. Sure, he just traded for Christian Wood. Sure, uh, you have Luka Doncic possibly arguably a top five player in the league. Sure. And you want to go to the Knicks who their best player is franchise. Right. Yeah. But their best player is Julius Randle and an up and coming RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, who can't stay on the court right now due to injuries. Cam Reddish, who's been buried on the bench. What a joke. I don't, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um, but yes, I, to your point though, Caleb, Jalen Brunson has become, has now become overrated based on the amount of hype and money figures that's been thrown at him I, to his own demise, to his own yeah. to not. Yeah, Whether, I agree. If the Knicks sign him or don't sign him, it's laughable. Yeah. It's, it's, if they sign him, it's laughable because yeah. they probably overpaid for him. Right. It for a guy that may never be an all-star. And then if they don't miss or if they don't sign him, it's a joke that you clear all this cap space. You right. you are so confident that you're going to get him, yeah. and then you don't. Oh, yeah. 
This yeah. is just typical Knicks behavior, man. Leave it to I, the Knicks. I honestly think if I was Dallas, I'm just saying, okay, go to the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, call his Dallas, bluff. I'm going call his bluff. Be like, all right, fine. Here's our offer. Go to the Knicks. Here's our offer. If you don't like it, then go. Go with dad. That's fine. Go with dad. I think Dinwiddie's fine. Dinwiddie's you know, fine. I, I agree. I think he's fine. I, I honestly really believe uh, Dallas. Dallas just needs to let him go to New York. I, I just, I just don't think he's worth the money. Like, Devin, I'm curious to your thoughts because I personally do not think Jalen Brunson will ever make an All Star game. And no. at that point, you're eliminating him from being a top five to eight guard in the conference. You, when you do not think that you're that you know he's going to get there, and you start listening. Like, here's the thing I was doing last night, prepping for the pot, listing a bunch of guys that I would think would make an all-star game faster than him. Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Cade Cunningham, Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton, um, baby. You know, you there's an et cetera. It literally goes up. Zach Levine, um, Harden, Maxi. I would put Maxi in there before Brunson. Um, there's and I can Kyrie. Um, there's just so many Devin that I, and I just don't think he's getting there. I, and when I'm paying 20 plus million dollars to a player, I am not paying him to be a complimentary player. I'm paying him to be a star. And I think he is a good player, but I think to say that Jalen Brunson is a star would be overusing the word star. I think he's a good, I think he's, he's just a, he's a good player. He's a stable player. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, he probably isn't even in the top half of point guards. And I, I just don't like the fit. I mean, what do you, what do you think? It, it, would you let him go if you were Dallas? And and do you think you have to do this if you're the Knicks? Yeah, I would let him. If he wants to go to New York, no. I, I'm, I'm not complaining about the fact that I would be overpaying Jalen Brunson the money that, you know, if he goes to the Knicks at 110 million, yeah, let him go. Let him go. I mean, it's it's just I, I agree with you. Jalen Brunson is not a guy that's going to make an All Star game. There's, no, he's just not. No, he's a guy that at most is probably going to average maybe 18 a game. I agree. Maybe five assists. Yep. A good player, like not but, terrible. Yeah, no, no, not a good terrible. player, a player yeah. that you'd want on your roster, but not for 110 million dollars. Right. And, uh, you know, it would be embarrassing for the Knicks if, if they just cleared all of this cap space and don't get it. I mean, that would I be agree. such a Knicks move. It would just be hilarious. They would I be agree. the laughing stock again, like they always are. And <laughs> even more, what are you going to do? Because you right. did just trade right. away a bunch of players that right. were at least in the rotation last season. Yeah. Uh, it is so mind-boggling why Jalen Brunson's asking price just continues to hike. I, I have no idea why he's valued this much. I don't know why people are are this high on him. Uh, maybe people just want, you know, the shooting. I, I don't really know, but I, I just don't get it. Regardless, it's just not. He's not a hundred and ten million dollar player. He's maybe. I would offer him what the Pacers offered Vic and I would offer like, so 80 million, right? Four years. I agree. 80 million. I agree. Vic, I agree. And 
Vic would have, at least at the time, had he not blown out his knee, he would have deserved what Jalen Brunson apparently is supposed to get. I agree. I agree. So it's just, it's very complicated. I don't get it. The Knicks are a joke. Um, yeah, if I'm if I'm Dallas, I can I can maneuver without Brunson, especially Dinwiddie. I would even go as far as saying Dinwiddie can create more shots. I agree with that. Yeah, he's got a. I think he as a, a shot creator. Yeah. I I agree. As a shot creator, I think the killer with Brunson as well that doesn't get talked about, and I don't like going here, but you have to go here when you're getting paid this much. I mean, defensively, he's a flat out liability. Because and it's not because of anything that he's not trying to do. It's simply due to his size. His size is going to cause problems for the Knicks or whoever has him uh, defensively. You have to surround the best personnel. You're going to have to. You're just really going to have to maximize the entire thing around him. You basically have to build something like Dallas built with Luca. You have to basically do the same thing if you're the Knicks. The Knicks are going to have to get shooting. Uh, the Knicks. Uh, at that point are going to have to move off some pieces, uh, Cam Reddish, uh, to be able to uh, get some of that shooting. Uh, I just think that if you're if you're a Knicks fan and you're that desperate, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I really am. I'm sorry that you are that desperate. The fact that Kyrie Irving is in your neighborhood and he said, I don't want to play for your franchise. That might have been the last straw for me. Bryce up in New York getting a top end star because you can't get it much better than that. The guy was in your backyard and you didn't get him. And if you don't get Brunson with all the connections, I mean, I think it's fair to say New York's just simply not going to have a star unless they develop one. Uh, because I just don't see why you would, I don't see why any top star would want to drive and force themselves there. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see where, what, where it goes. I mean, we'll, we'll know a lot uh, tomorrow. Uh, next up uh, on the list here, we got Bobby Portis. Uh, I don't know, it's a minor deal, but you know, Portis was a nice part of their championship uh, a year and a half ago. But you know, one of my biggest bashes with the Bucks was I didn't believe in uh, that they had a championship mentality. Bryce, a comment that many people didn't like, uh, but in my opinion, you don't want to champ. You don't have a championship mentality when you win one. You have a championship mentality when you win multiple. Uh, the Warriors are the prime examples of that. So my question for you is, what you know, is this an easy move for you to sign Bobby Portis back? And if you're the Bucks here, you know, what does this do for you? What does this show, you know, your fans by bringing him back? Because, you know, they lost B.J. Tucker. A lot of people question that. You know, I think Lopez is getting a little older. I don't really think they're that deep. They got to get deeper. Because uh, I'm not great. I, I think this is a fine move, but you got to do more. You got to do more if you're the Bucks, because you have the best player in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, Bobby Portis basically took a hometown discount to come back and run it back with, with the champs. Um, obviously, it didn't pan out. So, I mean, I I am all for Bobby Portis getting paid because I think he deserves it. I think he's a guy that just plays really, really hard for you um, and can be a difference maker on your team. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't, I don't mind that he doesn't want to only get paid 4.6 million next year. Go get paid my brother. And if it's with the bucks, the, the bucks should shout the money for you. I agree with that. I agree. I'm paying him. I'm paying him 13, $14 million. Absolutely. A season. Absolutely. He, he gives me 
like what what Taj Gibson was like in his early days with the Bulls, right? Is kind of what Portis is to the Bucks right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just a guy that's high energy. He's going to get rebounds. He'll score when he needs to, um, but just brings the juice to the team. So I think he should. I I think the Bucks should should give him money. If not, somebody will. Somebody like the, will. like the Lakers or something like that. No, oh, give me a don't no no the, no. No. Uh, you know what? You know what? You're right, Caleb. Come on. Portis seems, Portis, Portis, seems, Portis seems like a great Knicks rebound player to give oh, about oh, to give about twenty million dollars to. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Bobby, yeah. New York. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Devin. Oh yeah. Now what say you about the Portis move? Uh your former co-host Ryan Gregory. Um, literally the most closet. No, fan no, in no. He he, he gives closet. up on him. He gives he's up on most, him constantly. He's, he's the most closet fan in America. Absolutely. Uh, not. What? So so. Let's let's. David, what what's your thoughts on Portis and uh, the, 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 you know what what will happen there with with him? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bucks, you got to pay him. I mean, just just as you guys said, I mean, this guy's he's really shown out for peace. Uh, he re- he's really shown out to be a very important piece for uh, you know your team. Uh, he, he comes off the bench, gives you the energy that you need, and you know as Bryce said, or actually I think it was you, Caleb. Uh, Lopez is only getting older, <laughs> right? Uh, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be able to you know really be in there for forever here. Uh, and Portis is someone who idealistically could kind of be in that spot now with with Lopez. I agree. Uh, And, you know, he's proven time and time again that he's a valuable asset. Uh, He's playing his best basketball. I mean, it's kind of like it's like Bryce said, Taj Gibson, but uh, if you want to relate it closer to home, he's just a better version of Lance Stevenson. He's he's a playable. He is a playable version of Lance Stevenson. Right? Yeah, for those fans, 100%. Uh... It's something that the Bucks just need to do. Uh, I know it's tough because of you know all the salary restrictions they're under, and blah 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 blah. But I think they just kind of need to suck it up and do it. Yeah, I agree. I like Bobby. Uh, if they let him go, that'd be bad. Be really bad business. Uh, next up, uh, Denver and Washington. Uh, earlier today, Bryce made an agreement to trade Monte Morris and Will Barton to Washington in exchange for the third best player on a championship bubble team, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. Uh, you know, the idea behind this potentially might be to give Bones Highland some minutes and to improve your perimeter defense. Uh, but I would never, I just, I'm not an Ish Smith guy. I never have been. Everybody else is. I don't understand it. And they, they are probably going to play him. And if you're Denver, and you're Washington. What are you thinking? You make this deal. What was your reaction when when these when when this deal took place? I mean, this was not anything fancy. These are not you know big time players, but you know these are type of pieces that can move and put your team in a better direction for a championship. I would argue if you hit the margins right. You tried to convince me today that Denver got the best player in the trade. It's ass. You're wrong. I propose. No, 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 no. You I wanted propose. to say. You wanted to say Casey no, was the best player. Sure. You wanted to. Whatever you say. Whatever you wanted to. I know. I know. Whatever. I don't get. The, I don't get this hype. So Denver fans were like happy that they got KCP. Why? 
with getting rid of two nice pieces. Why? Why? Ishmith is on his 13th team, so he's almost played for half the teams in the league. Um, you got KCP. Sure. Great. Okay. Monty Morris can't shoot it. That's fair. Monty Morris, who is a solid backup point guard. What are you going to do? Resign Composo? Give me a break, please. <laughs> Give me a break. And, and and they got rid of Will Barton, who stuck with Denver through thick and thin, was nothing yeah. but loyal to the organization, and you ship him off to a poverty franchise. So that's how you reward your loyal guys. You get rid of Will Barton. So that's great. To Washington. Yeah, and, and in the I, middle of that absolute. This is not clump. a championship move to me. This is not, uh, in my opinion, the Denver championship window is now closed. It's closed. Wow, wow, closed. It's over for Jokic in in, in the title run in Denver. Closed. Michael Porter can't. Michael Porter Jr. has to stay healthy, and I don't know that that's a sure thing. Devin, what's your opinion? All right, so I'm not going to go as far as that. I really don't think it's closed. I think they're still very much one of the top competitors of the West. And I'll even even bid you this. I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope flipping for Will Barton is fine. I have no no argument about that. I mean, you're getting a guy that's a better shooter, more consistent, and can play – probably better defense. Okay. There's really no issue there. Yeah. My issue is with Monty Morris. That's the one that I do not understand. Right. Uh, Monty Morris for Ish Smith, nonetheless. Uh, as Bryce said, Monty Morris is one of the most reliable backup point guards in the league. Maybe the He's best. a great distributor. Yeah. He shoots well. He does what you need him to do. Right. What are they doing for Ish Smith? Who they're probably going to play, as you guys said. I mean, I, I, that part is the thing. Do they really think KCP was a big enough piece for them moving forward to think that Monty yeah. Morris was worth getting LOL. rid of? And LOL. apparently they did. LOL. Uh, there's obviously chances for them to sign people in free agency. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you can't really rule it completely out yet. But it is definitely a head scratch to get rid of Monty Morris. Uh, that's where I was at. I was shocked at getting rid of a player like that. I mean, I get that Highland's a nice piece for you, but Morris really runs an offense, and not a lot of players at the point guard position are running offenses and really being a pass first point guard. I feel like Morris has an ability as a floor general to put people yeah. in the right places. And I feel like for Denver, you know, you needed that. And I, one of my big issues is I think what made Denver, I'd be curious to hear if you guys disagree. I think one of the things that makes Denver so intriguing is the fact that they have this incredible chemistry for years. And the two of them are at the top of that chain when it came to that chemistry. And to get rid of guys like that, who know how to play with Jokic, who know how to win in that way, uh, to me, that's hard uh, to do uh, for two guys. And Ish Smith, who you know mostly creates his own shot, and Contavious Colapopo, I think, is you know, a nice piece. I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think I'd probably do it for Will Barton, too. I agree with Devin. But, you know, getting rid of Morris and downgrading to Smith, I just, I just I don't understand that. I don't like that at all for them. Uh, and and I think, you know, the key for, for them is, you know, if Pope gives them a nice, nice year, like, 
you know, he did for the Lakers in the, in the bubble. Uh, you know, nobody's going to care uh, because he was phenomenal in the bubble. He was, he was very good in the bubble. And I think that if he can perform at that level of success and continue to 39% shooting from distance, uh, you know, Denver might be able to get something good out of that. Uh, next up, uh, Bryce, I want to get uh, to your favorite GM in the league uh, and how he's planning to execute this offseason. Uh, Daryl Moore, uh, Harden, Harden is most likely going to decline his option, his player option. And I'm just curious, Bryce, to hear your thoughts on James Harden declining his option. And apparently it's to get the bench better. And to be able to pay, you know, and use your mid-level options uh, and all that jazz. So, uh, Bryce, uh, what are you thinking of your guy, Maury? And what are you thinking of what uh, Harden did to uh, back out of that option? Good for you, James. Good for you. You finally understand what it is to be on a team. This is this is just heartwarming. This is heartwarming for the folks of Philadelphia. This is heartwarming. This makes me happy. They should do a documentary on James Harden for this selfless act that he is so easily bestowed upon the city of Philadelphia. He is Philadelphia's savior by declining this option. But then Delmore is going to schmuck it up. He's going to he's going to give PJ Tucker a 3-year, 30 million dollar deal. Mm. Miss me please. Okay, this is not the Philadelphia Rockets. Okay, miss me. Yeah, hey, oh, oh Daryl, by the way, there's a reason no one wants to buy his hair Tobias Harris's contract. It's because you're about to pay him 37 million million dollars this year. Million millions of dollars. And I'm sure you went to James and be like, hey, bro, could you do me a favor? Could you do me a solid and decline your option? Because let me tell you, if James Harden would have picked up his $47 million option, if he would have, they'd be $2 million over the cap space. $2 million. That's already a problem. Already a problem. So now James Harden, who I think is still going to get paid way too much. I think he's looking at mid-30s, uh, which I still think is... Wow. too much given wow. what given what he okay. performed like last season interesting um i mean they really they're they're gonna have money in three guys harris and bead and harden that's about all you can afford there and and you're begging you're be- i mean maxi's great Maxie's I mean, great. You're going to have a tough time paying him though. Yeah. Thib- I, I, why they want to move Thibault, I don't understand. I don't know what happened to Thibault in the playoffs. Like, if this is a whole, like, unvaccinated thing, like, I think we're past that now. Like, why are you trying to trade him? I don't understand that. Uh, you traded for D'Anthony, D'Anthony Melton, who I think is solid. I think that's Very. a solid pickup. Pick yeah. right. uh, Shake Milton sounds like he's going to stay in Philly. Um, I think that's good as yeah, well. No yeah. Um, but I do think the the bench could use a little sprucing up for sure. And I, I just don't know that PJ Tucker does enough to move the needle for you. I really don't. Mm. I mean, he's he's. Here's how I see. It. I mean, it's it's Thibel. It's an older Thibel. Mm. I, I look. I mean, PJ Tucker's not getting any younger. How old is he? how old is he now? How old is he? He's like he's in his thirties, right? Gotta be, gotta be mid thirties, or maybe upper thirties. Uh, he's thirty-seven. Yeah, 
37. You want to give a 37 year old guy $10 million a year to be the fourth highest paid player in your team. Yeah. That's a good way to put it too. Cause he is, I mean, D'Anthony Melton is currently third right now and James Harden hasn't signed a new contract. D'Anthony Melton's making 8.2. You're paying Korkmaz five. Yeah, so I just I don't I don't get it I don't get it. Uh, Daryl Morey's gonna I mean he's James Harden. This is his horse, man. When Joel Embiid, you don't know how many years of prime you have left with Joel Embiid before his body breaks down. You need to be riding that. Hundred percent agree. That. That's that's what you need to build around. You need to build around Embiid. Um, Harden finally figures out what it's like to be on a team. I'm happy that he declined the the, the option. Thank God. Um, and now we can actually get some players in here, preferably not PJ Tucker, but that's, what's going to happen. You get multiple um, pieces. You got to get multiple. You, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going to, you only have, you have 45 million in cap space. James is going to take 30, 34, 35. So that leaves you 10 million. Yeah. And the PJ Tucker deal is 10 million. So I, I don't know, unless you're going to make some trades or, you know, you're, you're going to wave or cut people. I, I don't, I think they might get PJ Tucker and that'll be it. I mean, that's not enough. I don't think Devin it's for the de- Sixer it's team. Definitely not enough. It's it's just not enough. I mean, for crying out loud, I got Korkmaz on a contract. He was unplayable. I got I got Thibel, who I'm looking to move off of. I got Niang, who's a fine, decent piece. I don't think he's anything more than that. You could always open for upgrades. I mean, I think Philadelphia, that's been their problem for years. They've not had any sort of depth, and and I think they've got to address it. I think it's smart that Harden declined it, but if you're only going to go get one guy with that depth, I don't see uh, how it's worth it. Devin, what, what do you think about the Philadelphia 76ers and, and what Harden did to decline that option? Here's what I think. Harden is fine. I have no issues with Harden. Uh, this is good, good for Philadelphia that he declined it, and good – for their sake, I suppose you could say that he's likely going to accept a shorter term deal and then neither side is going to be locked into something massive. Unless Maury, of course, you know, does his thing with James. Never Harden. underestimate that. Never underestimate Maury. But just giving that assumption. Right. That is that that is nice for them. But here's the thing. I mean, as you guys mentioned, I feel like the depth has always been something that has held them back. I feel like every single season that they have been in contention, which has been for quite a few years now, mm-hmm. the bench has always been an issue for them. Yeah. We've always talked about, man, if they just had one more bench piece or something like that, you know, they'd be better. But here's, here's the other thing. And, and I mean, I, I don't feel like this is a hot take. Maybe it is. Sure. They need to get rid of Tobias Harris, man. They just need oh, to yeah. end that. You have to find a way to do it. I don't, they, nobody wants it. They need to end that relationship. Not only will it free up cap space so that if you right. have, you know, right. say Harden and Embiid, which is a fine, fine duo, just given, you know, Harden's general playmaking abilities. Sure, scoring isn't as quite there as it, what it used to be, but he, you got Maxi for that, though. <clears throat> yeah, it, but even that. Yeah, exactly. His playmaking abilities is something that you want. Tennis yeah. per game. You're not going to find that everywhere. No, so. You get rid of Tobias Harris, you keep Harden, you have Bede, and you got Maxi. That gives you so much more flexibility to to fill in the gaps there. Yeah. Uh, to get 
maybe a little more scoring or a little bit more depth or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I I know it's a tricky situation with this contract. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to take the contract, Uh, but they have to, I don't know. I I know they're probably not going to get rid of them because of the contract. It's just, they've got to try at least like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. They got to try. I mean, they got to, it's too much money on the books and Philly's got to figure out a way to adjust that. They need it. And they got it. They got to get that money and they got to figure out how they're going to replenish it. You know, maybe Sacramento has been in Sacramento has been rumored to be interested, you know, depending on the compensation, maybe you get a couple guys in that deal. Uh, and Harris becomes a you know a nice piece for, with Sabonis. I, I, my thing with with the you know with the Sixers here is is look you you when you decided to pursue James Harden you made your championship window really fast. It's just a fact. His skill set's not going to be a long long skill set uh, because of how he plays. Uh, you've closed that window to a couple years maybe at max. Uh, you you're you really got to get it done. And if you're not going to get it done with the bench, that bench has to be upgraded so much. It's not even funny. You guys, we were grossly underrating it. It's like, this is, this is a problem, right? They traded away all that depth to get him anyway. Everything they did in the off season, right? Go out, they get Curry, go out, they get Drummond, all this other stuff. It's like, those are guys that really help you and win you championships and you move off them to get the star, which is fine, but you're sacrificing the thing that's always killed you. You've always been top heavy for years. And at some point your franchise isn't learning. And I think Philadelphia is not learning. Uh, that their that their roster at this point in in, in construction uh, is is not going to be uh, deep enough uh, to make a run uh, unless they start making some moves here. And I, I really don't know what that is. Uh, next up, uh, Brad Beal, uh, you know, apparently declining his option. Uh, he is rumored to sign uh, a gigantic fat deal, maximum dollar deal, probably in two fifty. Uh, to back to Washington, that's the that's the hot rumor. Uh, Devin, I know you're. You know, I know DC is not really a, a small market, right? I mean, that's a bigger market, but their fans, their fans are not as big or popular as most. Um, I mean, it, it, would you do this if you're Washington? And and would you do this if you were Beal? Would you do this if you were Beal? Would you command this? You know, I mean, I get the money's there, and and you got to take it because who knows? You can just literally sit there next year and say I want out, and you know whatever. But if you're if, if you're Washington. I mean, I just feel like this is just really, really troubling uh, to pay him this much money. I, I just think I would try to move him. Uh, what, what say you? Um, well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, outside of John Wall, Brad Beal has obviously been their guy for, you know, forever now at this point. Uh, and to me, this is a very similar situation to, Dame Lillard and the Trailblazers, but with a lot less success. Uh, It's a tough choice. I I feel like when you're Washington, you don't get the Bradley Beals very often. I feel like from their organizational standpoint, they don't have much of a choice. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, they're really going to be in the depths of despair and have, you know, very little chance to do anything. Plus, to give them some credit, they're trying. They're, They're honestly trying. I mean... Getting Monty Morris, that's going to help. That's a legitimate point guard. I feel like Monty Morris is a starting point guard anywhere else. If, He's a good besides player. for besides for Denver, like when, when he was on Denver, he could have been a starting point guard anywhere else. Uh, and the, I mean, they got Porzingis, who's yeah. you know okay. That's fine. 
I'm just saying they're trying to do what they can. Uh, as far as Beal goes, I mean, he's never really showed an indication he wants to leave. I respect that. I, I feel like he's a committed guy to this organization. And it, it sounds silly. It is silly. I, I agree with you guys. It is silly. They have given, given him hardly anything besides for the start of his career. Right. That was when they were actually relatively content. Right. But I don't know. It's just a com- comfortable situation for him. He has better options, of course. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I guess he just wants to stay. I, I don't really know what else to say about it because I can't picture Brad Beal in any other uniform because of the fact that he just consistently wow. says he wants to stay. <laughs> Bryce, I'm curious to hear your thoughts here because you, you do like a loyal player. You, you like a guy that's loyal. Uh, but I also think you're one of those guys where it's like, if you, you, you know, there, there could be a time where that becomes different, you know, that can that can hurt you, uh, your loyalty. And do you think that is a potential case here between Beal and Washington? Yeah, it's time. Bradley, it's admirable. I respect it. It's time to go, buddy. It's time to go. You don't need to join a super team. I'm not saying you got to do that. But I'm just saying. You're telling me that uh, you wouldn't enjoy playing with uh, one Damian Lillard in uh, in Portland. You're telling me you wouldn't like that. Come on, come It'd on be now, a fun Bradley. Team for him. Honestly. That would be absolutely fun. That'd be really fun. Look, it's admirable. Um, you know, maybe he prioritizes money. Uh, maybe for his family. Um, I've never seen him be, you know, act outlandish. So I don't feel like, you know, the, him getting his money is in a a prideful, you know, just wasting money way. I think it's maybe just a legacy for his family. You know, maybe, maybe he's just content there, which is, I mean, that's also commendable as well. But sure. in the NBA, when you look at legacy, when you look at how we talk about you in 10, 15 years after you're gone, he's gonna he's gonna be forgotten if he spends his entire his entire career in in Washington. I think this is the time for him to move. If he re-signs with Washington, I think his legacy in the NBA as far as you know a, a really good player, it's gonna be lost forever. I agree. It's gonna be lost forever. I, and I hate to say that, but um, again, it's commendable, but it's time, man. It's time. I think uh, there's Washington's plenty of teams nothing. that want it, right? Absolutely. There's gotta be. But Washington isn't, isn't doing them themselves any favors, right? You got your guy, but you're not doing anything to build around them. You waste lottery pick after lottery pick. You squander them, but yet you're in the thick of it and you get rewarded for sucking every single year. It's embarrassing. And Bradley Beal should be, should be ashamed of that organization. It's an absolute joke. I think if you're Brio, man, I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd leave. I just think it, there just seems to be an opportunity to win a championship. He, he's a perfect complimentary star. And I just feel like he can always help anybody with the way that he plays style. You know, he moves off the ball so well. He, he's such a smooth scorer. He picks and chooses the spots so effectively. And in Washington, I mean, he's got to be able to, he's got to be the guy and, I think Beal's a great player. I just don't think he's a guy, you know, the man. And that's that's not a shot. It's just that there's only a few that are. And I just think that for Beal, you know, as a complimentary star, he's he's probably a top 40 player in the NBA. And, you know, if you go with another top 40 player in the NBA, chances are you're 
close to a title team. Mm-hmm. I think you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. You have two top 40 guys. You have a chance to win a title. And I think, I think for Beal, like that's a, you know, a piece that I think can swing it for somebody. And, and I'm curious to see if the open market intrigues him enough to move on after this decline, uh, or if he's just going to go right back to Washington. I personally hope he, he opens his market up a little bit more. Uh, Cause I think if he does, that's, that's a, that's a great team, a great fit for anybody. If, if they want him, um, you know, and Bryce, I know you got something you want to introduce real quick. I uh, do mystery segment over some things that have been going on this off season. So go ahead and take it over. Okay. Week, week two in a row that we have a mystery segment. Okay, gentlemen, this segment, you guys will give me one of two answers. You guys will choose. I will give you mock trades that I have seen on the internet and that I've come up with myself. Oh, okay. Okay. You guys are the GM. Okay. Your answers that you will give are one of two. One will be pick up the phone. And the second answer okay. Okay. I like that. is send them to voicemail. I like that. Okay. 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 Here is my first mock trade. I saw this one that ESPN proposed. Okay. Curious. Okay. Caleb, we'll start with you. Okay. Then we'll go to Voss. Darren Fox, potentially on the trade block, given that the Sacramento Kings are bungling his career. Darren Fox in a trade with the New York Knicks. The Knicks give up R.J. Barrett, Derrick Rose, and two 2023 first-rounders. If you are the Kings GM, are you picking up the phone or are you sending them to voicemail? Oh, I'm picking up the phone, baby. I'm picking up the phone. I think I think I think I'm picking up the phone because I think R.J. Barrett's a long term franchise piece. And if the Kings sit there, the Kings might actually have some competent direction after this. They could sit there and say, you know, young rookie deal. I mean, I'm in on that. If I'm the Kings, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Voss? I'm picking up the phone and I'm putting it on voicemail. Or not voicemail, sorry. Messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess up my segment, boss. I messed that up. I meant putting it on speaker and screaming yes. Because... Wow. Dude, uh, like Caleb said, you're getting RJ Barrett. You're getting... Two first round picks, 2023, which is going to be a pretty strong class. And I do in no way trust the Knicks to do well next season. And on top of that, Derek Rose is going to give you solid production for the short term at the point guard position. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. Since we are an Indiana-based podcast, I do have quite a few Pacer trades here for you. Given Malcolm Brogdon's name in the trade rumors, I have a couple Brogdon trades. Okay, here's my first one. D'Angelo Russell for Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. You are Kevin Pritchard. Are you picking up the phone or are you sending it to voicemail? Devin Voss. Mm, really put me on the seat. Um... 
See, you put me in a tough position because I love D'Angelo Russell. But considering the guard situation at Vienna, I'm signing it to voicemail. I think you got Duarte, you got Halliburton. And wow. Just, and listen, Interesting. listen, Interesting. You, just, you just drafted some guards. And I'm going to trade and I'm going to trade Brogdon for a different need. I'm still getting rid of Brogdon. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I'm getting him out of top. I'll see if I'll get you on him. I have another one after this right. that I'll see if you, I'll see if you like it. Fair enough. Caleb. Brogdon for Russell. You're, you're Kevin Pritchard. What are you doing? Wow. It's interesting. Cause I think, I think Devin gave, I think Devin shifted my perspective. He get, he makes a good point. He makes a good point. He yes, he does. He makes a good point. Voicemail because I think Russell's better than Brian, but I think you need to fix other things. So okay. I wouldn't force the issue there because you have Halliburton and Duarte. I agree with Devin. Obviously I'd like Russell. Yeah, over Brogdon, but you know, you have good guards. I think I'm looking to try to get it forward. Okay. All right. So then here's my next Brogdon trade. Okay. Brogdon to the Knicks. Oh, gosh. For Cam Reddish, but you take on Evan Fournier as well. (laughs) Again, you're Kevin Pritchard. The Knicks have just missed on Jalen Brunson. What are you doing? Caleb Lynn, lead oh off, baby. Oh, my God. I can't stand Fournier. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. But, but you're getting Cam Reddish. I am getting Cam Reddish. I am getting Cam Reddish. This is just to make the money work. But I can't stand Fournier. I know. I, but I, this is he's just. He's one of my least favorite players. He's but got you one could, of the, He's he, he's got a horrible contract. I mean, you, I'd rather I, I, him and Bertans, him and Bertans, him and Bertans have horrible deals. But you know what? I think I'm saying suck it. I think I'm taking the. I think I'm taking the deal. I think you're I'm picking up the I'm, phone. I think I'm picking up the phone. I unfortunately am gonna have to stay, eat it. <laughs> that horrible. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Will earn. I believe he will have. Two more years of this deal, I include not even including this year. Two more after at eighteen and nineteen. What a choke of a deal! I th- I think I I I have to suck it up if I'm the Pacers because I think I just I think I might I think I'd have to do it because I just think Cam Rennish might be a good enough asset. Voss, bless. That's tough. But uh. <laughs> I know this one's interesting because it's the reddish factor, man. It's the reddish factor. I'm going to differ of opinion. Okay. All right. I'm going to decline. And here's okay. why the Evan Fournier contract sucks. And I could re sign Buddy Yield for cheaper. It sucks so bad. Second. Sucks so bad. Second. Um, I'm just going to have to trust the process with, uh, with Benedict and just going to go, going to go with his flow, going to let him develop. I feel like throwing reddish in the mix would kind of mess with things there. I don't want that to happen. I just used a sixth overall pick on, on Matherin. I'm going to go with the flow there and I'm not going to, I'm not going to take on a massive contract. No, I don't blame. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Here's another one for you. 
Oh gosh. Another Pacers one. This time involving the Lakers. You're, you're getting a lot oh. of the Pacers. All well, right. because, oh, we're an Indiana based podcast. What do you expect? I mean, okay. Okay. Buddy Healed for THT, Kendrick Nunn, and a 2027 first round draft choice. Again, you're Kevin Pritchard. Voss, what say ye? Not even answering the phone. <laughs> not even worth. Not even worth my time. Truthfully. Oh man. I I would rather have Buddy Yield. Truthfully, I would rather have Buddy Yield than any of that. THT doesn't intrigue you enough. No, absolutely. I, not. I THT absolutely. THT not. doesn't intrigue me. I agree. Oh I, man. I would, I would send a voicemail. Though I wish. Though I would say. I would say. And I'm curious to hear both your thoughts on this. I would say if like you could give Malik Monk on a sign and trade, that might be worth it. Yeah. I still don't think I'd do it. So I don't okay. think I would do that trade necessarily, okay. but okay. Malik Fair. Monk, maybe. Malik Monk, I mean that that'd be a nice piece for the Pacers. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Do you want one more or you want to move on? No, go ahead. Give us one more. All right, one more. Okay, okay. here we go. This is non Pacers related. Okay. Okay. No. In the aftermath of today. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this one really works out the way I, I don't think this really works anymore, we'll but I, I, I can still see it. I can still see it. This one was, I got offline. Okay. Hawks. Okay. You are giving up John Collins and Kevin Herter. Okay. The Hornets give you in return, Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, and PJ Washington. Holy smokes. You are Travis Schlank. Are you doing the deal? Caleb Lynn, lead us off, baby. Yeah. I mean, if I'm the Hawks, from the Hawks or Hornets? Uh, you are the Hawks. Yes. Because I'm getting, I'm getting, yes. Because I, yes. If I, I mean, obviously the deals today, but like just thinking of it off the top of my head, yes. Like, I feel like I get. I still don't think it's Hayward. Rozier, I'm a little iffy on because you got, you got, but coming off the bench, that's solid. Oh, I love Rozier. I, I, love I like Rozier, Rozier too. I, I like would, Rozier. I think I, I, yes. Any deal with that. PJ's a nice big. I'm taking that. Yes. If I'm the Hawks, yes. Or Lost. the dotted line. I'm the Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really have any, any uh, disagreement there. If I'm, if I'm on the other side, if I'm on the Hornets side, I mean, you're really just replacing <laughs> Mike. You're, you're replacing Miles Bridges with Collins, which Small is the exact, thing. the exact flip, like almost, almost, almost the same player, but with less playmaking ability. Yeah. Uh, and Herter just, uh, he never has intrigued <laughs> me truthfully. Okay. Wow. Um, he, he's all right. Like he's a good yeah. shooter. Don't get me wrong, but wow. Uh, he's a good bench piece. I don't know if All I right. put him in my starting lineup. Truthfully, sure. I think he'd be a good six man. But fair enough. Fair enough, guys. I felt like that went well. I agree. Then okay. we're gonna have to bring that back. Zach will want it back next week. Zach will want it back. Um, real quick here, let's sit on some 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 draft reaction. Uh, Devin, I'll start with you. Your three teams that you like the most coming out of the draft are. Mm. Mm, you give me some thoughts there. Um, 
Yeah, that's 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 tough. I can I, I, I could probably go if you if you need a minute. <clears throat> no, I, I got um Okay, okay. Number one is absolutely the Detroit Pistons. There yes. is no question yes. about it. They are probably yes. the top of the list. Uh their roster is stacking up. If they can sign DeAndre Ayton, whoo, watch out, boys. That team is gonna be on the rise and they'll be coming. Uh other than that, um I don't know. It, it's kind of tough. I liked I liked the Blazers picking okay. Sharp. I, okay. I did because as Alex kind of pointed out in the group chat before, they need depth at that position, in the big man position. And Sharp at least gives them somebody who could develop into a big talent. Um, anyways, other than that, uh, I mean... I don't know. I feel like the obvious winner also is is the Thunder. I mean, they just continue getting these great pieces. No, 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 no. no, no we don't know. No, we're I, not doing this. You're a Thunder hater. You're we're not doing this. Hater, I won't stand have, for it. When you have Giddy, uh, I don't care. Shy, and you're getting uh, Chet. It, it is gonna be. It is going to be a great combination, truthfully. No, it really is. Thank you. It really is. Goodbye. You're really getting you're getting some good stuff there. Um, Goodbye. I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't hate your Bryce. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, obviously the Pistons. Um, you know, getting getting Jaden Ivey, and then they get Jalen Duran. Um, in, the, in that trade, in that draft night trade. I thought that was awesome for them. Um, my second one of the Rockets. I thought they came out looking fine with Eason. And uh, of course, you know, their big get Jabari Smith, who fell to them at three. I thought that was, that was a really good draft. And then honestly, like, I like the Pacers draft. I think Matherin is a guy that wants to be there. Um, and I thought the more I look at the Nemhard pick, um, which I didn't like at the time. Oh, come initially. on. Initially, I didn't like it. Oh, my God. Initially, because I thought my boy EJ Liddell should have went right there. But anyways, oh, um, upon further look, I, I like the Nemhard pick. Um, oh, my gosh. And, hey, Kendall Brown. Hey, Baylor puts out good good guys, man. They put out Perry Jones. What do you think of Perry Jones? Okay, come on. <laughs> Don't do that. Where Don't did that come from? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. You're wrong for that one. Kendall Brown. Shut up, Harry Jones. <laughs> okay. What do you got? Quincy AC. Okay. Oh, we're not, we're not going to talk about a Davion Mitchell. We're not going to talk about, you know, a Tory and Prince. We're not going to talk about those guys, huh? Go ahead. Pick a team, Caleb Lynn. Pick a team. Okay. okay. You absolute clown. <laughs> I actually like Pacers draft. Well, all right. I mean, I, 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 I fair, fair. He, he, he fair because you got to remember Devin. He, he's had a tough time identifying with one team. He's been a Warriors that guy. That's true. That is no, no, I don't hear. I don't hear. No, 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 no. Somebody's got to give the word. Sorry, Bryce is muted. I think. I think. I think. What it got. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. I think in all seriousness, in all seriousness, when it comes to the top three teams, I got. I got. Uh, it, it. I got. I got the Rockets. 
I agree with you on Detroit. I don't want to say too much on Detroit. You guys covered that really well. Um, and then I would also say for me, I really liked what the Pelicans did because I wasn't crazy on Daniels, but I see how he fits and I like what Liddell can do. And I think those guys can be huge for them immediately. Liddell steal the draft, baby. And I just, I like what those guys can do. And I like those teams. And I think every one of those teams is fair that we just mentioned. And you, you want more on the draft by all means necessary. Uh, you know, please check out what Alex and I did on his podcast. We just went in depth on almost every team talked about what, you know, what we thought, what we think of the direction. Uh, so please don't be afraid to catch that. We were going to go a little longer on the draft, but you know, the free agency stuff, we just went, we, we had a good time talking and I didn't want to stop. So, um, you know, we, we, we had a great podcast. Hope you all enjoy it. Uh, Devin, small market t- uh, King. It's a privilege to have you back on my friend. It's just been too long. Uh, the, 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 you know, we, we, you gotta be on again. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Bryce, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this next stretch. I guess we got, we got Zach coming on next week. We got JD coming on in the week uh, after we're loading up on guests. We finally found some rhythm on guests. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited uh, for the future of one Absolutely, man. Can't wait. We got a string, a run, baby. We're running the table. Totally. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it and uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. When all these moves happen, you know, listen to it on the morning, you know, whatever you, you know, if you got something at work, you know, put it in, pop it on um, as these moves are happening. So uh, once again, thank you all for listening.